0: Welcome to Performance is More Than Support, a two-part podcast following up from my Learning Live session for the Learning and Performance Institute. It's just four months to the next Learning Live, the RPI's annual conference, and what makes the event really special is its lecture-free promise. The event is focused on high-value conversations, collaboration, and shared problem solving, to address the challenges facing organisations today, and help organisations achieve optimal performance. Last year, I ran a session where attendees had the opportunity to create a value chain, a method to explore the inputs and outputs that form the workflow to deliver business objectives. It's a great way to explore what really happens in your organisation to deliver your products and services and start with the business outcomes in mind, rather than starting by mapping out competencies. In this way, It helps learning and performance professionals have conversations with the business that focus on what's really important to them rather than what potential learning solutions may fit. At a time when learning professionals need to take a more consultative and facilitative role, it's a really straightforward tool to use with teams and managers to explore where you want to focus attention. So that's enough backstory. Let's get to the conversations. I was delighted to speak to Neil Gavin, former Group Head of Technology Assisted Learning at First Group, and now in-demand independent consultant, supporting organisations who are developing their learning strategy and want to make best use of learning technology. In this conversation, he tells me more about why this session piqued his interest and why a performance focus is core to his practice. Nala no, I wanted to start By asking you, what was the motivation to come to a session called performance is more than support? Why is performance something that kind of piqued your interest?
1: I think there's two sides to that. Lisa, I think there's what the organisation is looking for. So organisational performance, where I'm more interested in what does that mean to an individual and individual performance? And how do we make that individual's performance relate to or how do we make the organisational need relevant to the individual so that there's a clear connection for them that motivates, that inspires and that actually helps to... To, to to build that performance. So I see it as a bit of a two-way street with, with kind of different expectations from both sides that need to be better aligned. So that's where I was coming from, where my interest was.
0: So what have you done so far in that area then? What, how have you sort of tackled that particular
1: issue previously? Well, that, that's an interesting one because I I have struggled in in different roles. Uh, in some cases, finding it a lot easier to align the individual motivation and performance against strategic and organizational uh, objectives uh, than in in other cases, um, for example, when I worked in the in the police service, it was very clear and very easy to align our individual performance with what really mattered. Uh, which was the safety and security of the people of Sussex. So there was a very clear line and you were already working with, if you like, a workforce that was already motivated and committed to that as a concept and as an outcome. Um, Where I've worked in the more commercial side of things, I think sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to actually line people's individual performance and uh, objectives up. In in a meaningful way, against uh, if you like, a commercial commercial drivers like shareholder value and things like that. So I think the 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 whole piece around. Uh, what it really means to the customer and that value chain approach that you were talking about in the presentation of really making clear to the individual how their performance can add to the value chain and can actually relate to the customer uh, as the end uh, beneficiary, if you like, is, is really important. Yeah, and how did you find the conversation
0: around that on your table then? What sort of things were coming out? You know, value chain, it's always difficult to do something like that so quickly in a, in a workshop like that, which is why you know, it's the whole concept of this podcast really is to kind of catch up on, okay, so what did you do next? But I'd be really interested from your perspective now to find out how your table found it and what they were
1: discussing. It's interesting. Um on the day, on the table, I think we struggled with it a little bit. Um, I think we were time constrained as well. It, it could have used a whole morning or a whole afternoon work, workshop session, in, in my opinion, because um, I think we were just getting into it, we were just beginning to get our heads round it, when, um, to an extent. Uh, the, the the session had to come to an end, uh, but I think you're, you're absolutely right. The value is in, in, in carrying on that conversation. So, for me, there the, the, the was a big thing in there about um, how do we hear the customer's voice? So, that understanding of your customers and your market that will then improve your processes Um I thought, I thought was really important. I don't think particularly on our table, we got a particularly good example to work through. You know, we, we kind of went around the table and various people made suggestions about how we what, what topic we might like to take or what was resonating for, for us uh, through that uh, template approach that, that you offered us. I'm not sure we picked actually the correct or, the, or a better fit for the topic to work through, it was potentially a little bit airy fairy, maybe a bit too large. In fact, uh, as as a as a uh, an issue as a problem, uh, I think the the approach lends itself to actually getting quite gritty, being quite um, specific about what what it is you're trying to achieve. Um, the example you gave of the marketing a handset, the new handset, was very clear. I don't think on our table we found something that was as clear that we could have worked through and maybe have got to um, like nearer to a solution using that template. But definitely can see a route through it. But I think for the session itself, it needed more time. It needed a more workshoppy approach than maybe we had the time to do.
0: But I think that's a really good reflection, though, Nile, is that
1: almost – you have to keep
0: going. And there's some relationship here with Nigel Harrison's performance consultancy model here. Is you have to keep going until you get something specific. Because in fact, I think that resonates with perhaps the perception of L&D generally in organizations in terms of, you know, a lot lot of the driver here was, you know, people coming to me saying, you know, but we need the year of the board. How do we demonstrate value? How do we demonstrate that we get it, that we know where they're coming from? Well, you know, as they say in literature, specificity, if I can say it, <laughs> is the soul of narrative. And it is getting to the heart of the matter. What is the business goal? If we're too um, too high level, too, you know, we, you know, we want to create a learning organization, we want more social learning, more collaboration. We Those concepts, as wonderful as they may be, don't mean anything until they are related to a, Okay, you have this business problem. This is the way that we're going to help you solve it. um so it does take some time, just as you've said now, before you kind of dive into these
1: is that get to the specifics yeah i, I also think it I think it's an, an iterative process yes. I think it's you know you could you can start big and and work through the process, but then you need to kind of do it again and start really digging in and start picking off the the different areas. Where, where it could start to make a difference um, that the, the, there isn't if you like a high level solution there are only a variety of individual solutions and I think that relates again to how you make that um, resonate and, and make it relevant to an individual's Performance that ultimately that iteration comes down to what does that mean to me as an individual and my performance and my outputs and my contribution to increasing that market share so how do you think you will, you may be able to use this going forward then now well as a as an independent consultant now um, when i 'm going into organizations for whatever reason um, it's another tool in the armory, if you like. It's another arrow in the quiver to to um, approach the, the 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 issues that the business itself may or may not yet have seen. It may think it's got um, a, a learning need in a particular area, but if we don't dig, if we don't challenge, if we don't have a process that allows us to actually in in a Supportive and an an open uh, way, dig into that and discuss, and allow them to discover that actually there's probably more to this, or it might not be quite what they thought it was. Having a kind of process map that allows you to engage them in those conversations, and actually tie it tie it back into yes, you want to increase your market share, but maybe the issue that you thought. (laughs) <laughs> was was the one that needed fixed it may not be that and if g- taking those conversations forward like that i think would be enormously useful but it's like like you said you know it relates to nigel's um performance consultancy approach and that's another tool in the armory so if, as a consultant um for me it it's another useful uh, and, and quite insightful process that encourages that discovery and reflection within the, the, the client that will hopefully lead to a better outcome for them
0: wonderful oh that's great well thank you so much for sharing that with us now and i think uh, you know if people can take that away and start to as you said it start to apply it and it may well be that there are certain circumstances where you find This process works. It, it, in fact, you know, it's complementary to other um, approaches. And what I find it useful for is um, almost. Uh, shaping an engagement or facilitated session with your stakeholder internally because it does help to keep it focused on the business issue and it may well be that after that you use different techniques to sort of start to get down to scoping how you will design the learning intervention um, but I'm really glad that you feel that it's something that you can use as you say in your quiver um, going forward as a consultant so now thank you so much for joining
1: me my pleasure thanks Lisa
0: So many thanks to Neil for making the time to speak with me and join us for part two, where I'll be speaking to Ola Null, IT training manager at Lloyds of London. She'll explain how a performance focus is helping to shape learning strategy. So look forward to you joining me for part two. Thanks for listening.